At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting you ready for the day in sports betting, this is Point Spread Saturday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome in. It is Point Spread Saturday here on VSIN. Happy to be with you. Still dark here in Vegas, bright and early elsewhere here in the U.S. of A. I'm Jeff Parles. Happy to be with you, wherever you may be listening or watching us this morning. We got a lot to get to. There's another triple crown race. That was breaking news to me this morning, by the way. Dan Miller make, making sure that I know the preakness is today. Third round of the PGA Championship uh, that, uh, the Tiger Woods guy actually made the cut. Good good on whoever had Tiger making the cut, especially if you bet it at that bloated price available after round one. Oh, and the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs and the NBA conference finals in both conferences rolling along, as we always do here on this great program. But let's let's just dive right in to go through it. Sharada Blakely, by the way, going to join us next uh, segment. He covers the Celtics. Uh, get the Boston perspective of things in the Eastern Conference Finals in 15 minutes' time from now. But let's just dive right in. Let's start with last night in San Francisco first. Because an opportunity was wasted by the Dallas Mavericks. Up as much as 19 in the second quarter. A big halftime lead, which was... Not as big as it could have been. It was 14. It was 72 to 58 at the break. Dallas was great from three-point range in the first half. And then you live by the three, you die by the three. 
as Jason Kidd said after the game last night. And if you had a Dallas plus six, plus six and a half ticket, yikes. Pretty frustrating beat when it's all said and done. Golden State wins and covers. 126-117. Game goes way over that total of 215. And last night, just watching that game, I, I did bet Golden State at halftime plus the points they were getting. And outright, I, I got a bad number. I timed it poorly. I took plus 210. You could have peaked out when they were down uh, 15 early in the third quarter at plus 320. It was the best number that I saw through that uh, through the market. But Golden State in the end last night, their defense puts the clamps on Dallas, even though you could argue as more Dallas started missing shots. And the game really flipped. As crazy as it may seem on the surface here to some, especially if you didn't watch it, this game flipped when Draymond Green exited the game in the third quarter with four fouls. Early in that third quarter, with about nine nine and change to go in that third quarter, he left when Golden State was down by 13. Okay? When Draymond came back in in the fourth quarter, I just have to... Make sure my math and make sure I got everything right here. Draymond entered the game with 6.33 to go. Golden State at that point had taken an eight-point lead at 102 to 94. Draymond last night in the game, Golden State won, had a plus-minus, and again, not an exact science. Draymond had a plus-minus of negative 19. He also fouled out, somehow didn't get a second tech where he got an early tech in that game and probably could have been teed up about seven different times throughout that game. By the end, Kane Fitzgerald and his crew probably were going to need a a green to uh, either punch someone or, uh, in all honesty, I mean, that's how much it took. Crazy. Any other player probably would have gotten tossed, especially someone who with, with not the stature of Draymond. But in the end, the Warriors were significantly better without Draymond on the court last night. It was it was really it was Jordan Poole who has been great this whole postseason. Twenty three points for Poole, seven to ten shooting, a plus twenty six last night. But Kevon Looney, whose plus minus was only nine, but if you watch that game, Kevon Looney was very important to what Golden State did in that game last night. Twenty one and twelve for Looney, who had a spectacular game in Game One as well, follows it up with. You could argue an even better game with the 21 and 12. Defensively speaking, it was great. Moses Moody was awesome defensively. Which, by the way, I think we've seen the last of Damian Lee. After last night, Damian Lee's number one contribution was getting Davis Bertans a tech because Davis Bertans was just getting up off the floor and Lee decided, oh, I'm going to step over you as you're trying to get up. Looked a lot worse than it really was. Kind of a, just an idiotic double tech that probably shouldn't have been anything. But, you know, refs in 2022. But now we've we, we flipped the scene to Dallas. Game three, again, it's just a golden opportunity just blown by the Mavericks last night to even this series. And one really put the pressure on Golden State to win a road game in this series. Now it doesn't matter. Golden State can just hold serve at home and they're going to be going to the NBA Finals yet again. Uh, right now in Game 3, uh, it opened 
Open Dallas a slight favorite. Two and a half was the number that I saw. Just seeing how it moved overnight. It was a little one and a half uh, for a little bit, but that has been bet back to two. It is a consensus of two right now, and that number feels about right. You're paying a little bit of a premium for a team returning home for the first time in the series, especially down two games to none. 218 and a half is your total. That feels a little low. It's a different series than what we saw against for Dallas against Phoenix, where Phoenix in the three road games was, or excuse me, the yeah, yeah, the three the uh, the road games in that series, especially the last uh, the three losses in Dallas were just horrible. Obviously, that last game still one of the more perplexing results that we'll ever see in league history, where. Uh, <laughs> Dallas was up as much as uh, up as 45 in that game, of course. Dallas won that game seven by 33 points. I I don't have any, I'm not going to have anything pre-flop here. This last night was very juicy in game. Just really like, all right, if Dallas starts missing shots, Golden State's going to get back in this. They're going to at least cover a number. Obviously they covered the actual number pre-flop there, 126, 117. Your final last night. Again, game three tomorrow in Dallas, 9 o'clock Eastern time. Dallas a two-point favorite right now, minus 130 on the money line uh, with a, a total that is a little bit lower than I anticipated at 218.5 for the Mavs and the Warriors. Again, Golden State with a two-game-to-nothing lead on the Mavs. Tonight in Boston, and we'll get into this further with Sherrod Blakely as well, the Celtics and the Heat, game number three, up in Beantown tonight, you see the Celtics right now a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Just the, the one thing that I will say, just from a betting perspective, because we we will be going over this game a lot during these, these next two hours. The fact that this is actually a longer line on Boston, six-and-a-half is heavier than any of those games ended up being against Milwaukee. The heaviest Milwaukee game was six. Don't you have the thought of to take the six and a half with Miami? Those were my initial thoughts. Now that might be that might be how the entire public is thinking. By the way, there is a seven out there. If you if you happen to be up with us at five in the morning here, Vegas time, there is a seven at stations. So you shop around as always. You may be able to get a better number on Miami. But doesn't I feel like this number should be five? Should be the same as the the Bucks numbers were for the majority of that series. I'm curious to see how this flips around during the day. But I, I probably will take a very long look at Miami, especially if you're giving me six and a half. And if you can get seven, absolutely take seven with Miami against Boston. The Celtics do look like the better team, though, for two games. Really, it was one bad quarter down in South Beach for the Celtics. Other than that, they were better than Miami in the other seven quarters for the most part. And this Celtic team that, again, that peaked at the Superbook here in town at 150-1 to one to win the title, it's now your second short shot everywhere. And the only reason they're the second short shot is because Golden State has a two-game to none lead as opposed to the 1-1 split for Boston. 8.30 tip for that one up at uh, TD, uh, TD Garden. Six and a half right now, consensus. I just, 
jarring that number, how large it is, which probably means the Celtics will probably win by 15 <laughs> and and blow up any bets that you would you would think to play on Miami tonight. Uh, before we get to Sherrod Blakely, the the results on the ice last night. Carolina in a game that was really just very evenly matched all the way through. A shorthanded goal put Carolina up in the second period and then an empty net goal with under three seconds to go gets the puck line home if you took Carolina. A 2 nothing win. Just a really just a, a game with not really just a, a game with no flow more than anything. And that's why it was pretty evenly matched. Very limited time with five-on-five. A lot of penalties in this game. Each team only registered 42 shots on goal while goaltenders were in there. Carolina registered, obviously, the last one with the empty net with three seconds to go. So 43 total shots on net in game. It's a very, very low total. Game goes easily under the five and a half. Carolina, who I really, really has not been overly impressive, has held serve so far in this series at home. So a job well done there. And then in the Battle of Alberta, we'll get into this a little bit later because just been goals, goals, and more goals in this series. Edmonton stealing game two in Calgary, 5-3. That McDavid guy's pretty good, huh? Pretty good at this hockey thing. Another just outrageous goal from Connor McDavid to at least get Edmonton back in that game when they were trailing by two. Edmonton scores the last four in that one to win 5-3, not that series at one. Sherrod Blakely covers the NBA for Bleacher Report. We'll get the Boston Celtics perspective next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. 
Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Point Spread Saturday rolling along here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Happy to be with you. I'm Jeff Parles. And now with us, covers the Celtics for Full Court Press. Get him on the tweets at A. Sherrod Blakely. It is Sherrod Blakely. With us right now, Sherrod, thank you for getting up early this morning with us. Not a problem. Not a problem. It's game day, so I'm always up early on game day. Oh, that's 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 great to hear. And, and let's just, before we get into tonight, let, let's just look back at the first two games in this series. Of course, not at one, uh, and now the scene shifts from Miami to Boston. Just in those first two games, you could see how different the Celtics were with just having Marcus Smart there in game two as opposed to game one. Just can you speak to the amount of impact, and you wrote about this as well at Full Court Press, just the amount of impact that you expect him to have throughout the rest of the series and from what we saw, especially in game two? Yeah, I mean, the, the one thing about Marcus Smart, and it, it, it comes as no surprise when you're talking about the defensive player of the year, that his impact will be great at that end of the floor. But what really stood out in game two was the way that he was able to organize that Celtics office and really put his imprint at that end of the floor. Uh, you know, and when he finished with 12 assists, uh, one turnover, uh, and that one turnover was one of those, frankly, it was more of a Jason Tatum mistake than Marcus Smart. Uh, but his ability to really dominate play at both ends of the floor was very shocking. And I think that causes another uh, issue for the Miami Heat now because you're worried about Jason Tatum, you're worried about Jalen Brown, but now you got to worry about the impact that Marcus Smart can make, not only as a defender, but also as a scorer slash playmaker. Sherrod, just, just looking at the, not, the, uh, the superstar on the Celtics, of course, and Jason Tatum, who, look, uh, fair, uh, fair or not, I, I would lean towards the not. There were questions about how he would perform in this postseason, and obviously – he has proven anyone who has doubted him wrong so far in this series. Just the, the way he has he attacked Miami uh, so far through these two games and the way that the Heat have guarded him, you, I, I should say, flip it that way. Do you expect Miami to change any of their defense 
the way that they, especially after game two, where, look, it wasn't just Tatum, it was everyone was making shots, but it really, of course, obviously starts with Jason. Yeah, and the, the concern that they have is that not only was he scoring, but he was efficient mm-hmm. with his scoring. I mean, he, had, he took 13 shots at 24 points uh, and really never seemed to be uh, rattled or, or rushed or anything like that. And complicating matters even more so for Miami is P.J. Tucker's status, who, you know, mm-hmm. he, he says he's going to play, but look, whenever you have an injury at this point in the season with games every other day, you just don't know how quickly they can bounce back. Uh, but Tatum is a problem for them. Uh, his length, his ability to put it on the floor. And now that Marcus Smart is back, Tatum doesn't have to be as much of a playmaker. He can focus more on what he does best, which is scoring. So he is going to be, he came into this series a problem for Miami, and it looks like it's only going to get worse with Marcus Smart's return and the injury to P.J. Tucker. Just uh, looking at the coaching in this series, obviously we know Coach Spoh's track record one, or named one of the 15 best coaches in league history earlier this year, multiple time champion. Uh, Ime Udoka through this postseason, Sherrod, I, I, I will say I've been very impressed with how he's been able to, first round series, dominated Steve Nash. Second round series, I thought he was the better coach in that series against the defending champions and the defending head coach champion and Mike Budenholzer. Just, uh, do you think at any point Udoka as uh, coaching-wise will struggle? Or do you think at this point, even though it's his rookie season as a head coach, you have enough trust that he can at least do what he's done so far through two games and has been equal with Eric Spolstra so far? Well, I think you just hit the nail on the head with the word trust, and that is a very strong theme that you hear from the players when they talk about Ime Udoka because, you know, you know, the Celtics are rolling along now, great, but they struggled big time for the first couple months of the season. Mm-hmm. They were pretty much a 500 team, and there were lots of questions about whether Udoka was the right guy for this particular team. But the players kept saying that, you know, we trusted him, it's going to turn around, and lo and behold, eventually it did, and Udoka has had a lot to do with it. As you pointed out, he was definitely the better coach in that matchup with Brooklyn. He outperformed Steve Nash, laughs around him. Uh, and Budenholzer, I thought he did more, more than held his own and then some. This is a very different challenge uh, because you're talking about someone in Spolstra who is not only a championship coach, but a championship coach with different types of, of teams that he's won with. And he has a very unique style, which is tough, gritty, grindy. That's the Miami Heat culture. So this, to me, is a different kind of challenge and the greatest challenge that Yudoka has had. But to his credit, you know, he's been able to adjust to the changes that, that um, the coach Spolstra has made and, and that's why I think Ime, uh, like this team, is only getting better as we get deeper into this postseason. Sherrod, let's look at tonight's game before we look at the rest of the series. Right now, the Celtics, uh, a, a bigger favorite tonight than they were in any of the home games against the Milwaukee Bucks in the last series. Right now, the Celtics are a six-and-a-half-point favorite. The total, as always, even though they both first two games have gone well over, still very low at 207 for this one tonight. What, what do you think happens tonight uh, up in uh, up in Boston between the Heat and the Celtics. Of course, series tied at one. I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, and, I, and I say that because Miami, they're one of those teams that when you put them in a corner, they only know one way to play, and that is hard and scrap and fight. And they're going to make this game into a, a, a knockout, dragout type of game. Low scoring, I believe. Uh, and that 
again, you're talking about two of the top defensive teams in the entire NBA National Basketball Association all season. So that should not come as a surprise. Uh, I think the Celtics will struggle uh, to win this game, but I do think they will win it. Uh, but Miami will not make it easy on them, which is what they should do. Uh, look for Jimmy Butler to have, I think, a big game. He knows, looking around, he has to put that team on his back for most of the game, if not the entire game. Uh, I think Tatum will have a decent game, but there has to be a wild card factor, whether it's Marcus Smart, Al Horford, you know, Robert Williams. Uh, there has to be someone that emerges for the Boston Celtics that we haven't been talking a ton about for them to get this win in Game 3 and officially take control of the series. Sure, I'm just looking for it. We're going to play the hypothetical game here. Let's say the Celtics advance past this series. I know a lot of series to go. If it is Boston and Golden State, with the Warriors taking a two games to none lead over Dallas last night, what what would you expect from that type of series between the Warriors and the Celtics if we were to get it? That would be, I would say, of the diff, of the potential pairings, I think that would be the most exciting. Uh, because really, I think you you'd be looking at championship team of the future versus champion team of the of the recent past in terms of Golden State obviously being that team and Boston being on a on a come up. The Celtics, in many ways, were built to be like the Golden State Warriors. If you look at just the type of players that they have been able to draft, sign the the versatility that they have, having a defensive anchor the way that the Celtics have with Marcus Smart, Golden State has with Draymond Green. Getting one or two really good guys uh, coming off the bench, you could give you a lift. Jordan Poole is that guy for the Golden State Warriors. The Celtics, they're looking at Grant Williams, who's kind of fallen into that that role for them. It's going to be, it'd be a great series. Golden State should be the favorite uh, going into a series like that. But I would, the Celtics, they have they've been defying odds all season, so it would not be the least bit shocking if they were able to bring home Banner 18 this year. The way they've been playing, the feel and the momentum that they've been able to generate as the season has progressed. Sherrod, just uh, to flip it, just a hypothetical game. If somehow Dallas comes back from 2-0 down, wins that series, if it's the Mavs, even with Dallas actually having home court in that series, we know Boston would be favored. That that would feel like a scenario where the Celtics. That would be a series you have to find a way to win if you somehow drew Dallas. You yeah, I mean there, there's there's as Luca is, is just I mean he's taking his game to another level, which is kind of scary because he was already you know at damn near at the top of the mountaintop in terms of NBA players. Uh, yeah, if you're the Celtics, you got to find a way to win that game. You look at his supporting cast. Brunson has been amazingly awesome this year, and will get the big bag this summer, no doubt about that. Uh, but you got Reggie guys like Reggie Bullock, uh, you know the Green Kid. You know they, the, uh, the, you know they're they're a good team. But when you look at their roster from top to bottom, it just does not scream championship team now or in the near future. And you look at the Celtics, you've got two all-stars, a third all-star off from the past in Al Horford, emerging star in Robert Williams. It just feels like a series that the Celtics should be able to win in like five, maybe six games. But, uh, again, Jason Kidd has done a heck of a job coaching that team this year. Luke is an amazingly awesome player. Uh, it would be a good series, but I do think the Celtics should be able to would be able to win that series uh, in maybe no no more than six games. He's Sherrod Blakely, of course. You can find his work at uh, fullcourtpress.bolden.com. Find his work as well at Bleacher Report and on the tweets at a Sherrod Blakely. Sherrod, thanks for being with us this morning. Enjoy the game tonight. No problem. Thanks. Take care. Of course, uh, Sherrod Blakely. Everyone, awesome to talk to him. This morning, getting all the good information on the Boston Celtics. Again, game three tonight, seeing shifts 
north from Miami to Beantown. Celtics, six and a half point favorites tonight with a total of 207 or 207 and a half. Starting to see uh, see the hook we put on uh, that total basically everywhere, but right behind us here at the South Point. Coming up next, John Jansen, Fox Sports The Gambler, our weekly check-in with Jansen. Wonder what he has to say about the craziness on the ice last night. We'll get that from John and Moore next, Point Spread Saturday. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSAN, the sports betting network. Point Spread Saturday rolling along here on VSIN. I'm Jeff Parles, happy to be with you. And now with us, he hosts the line change on Fox Sports and the Gambler in Philadelphia. 8 o'clock Eastern time, Monday through Friday, where you can check it out. It's our guy, John Jansen. Of course, uh, John uh, on the tweets at jjansen34. Uh, don't be don't be alarmed if it says least valuable Philadelphian on his Twitter page. But uh, that's uh, in all honesty, in all honesty, John, you're definitely not the least valuable Philadelphian. You may not be the most valuable Philadelphian. Who, of course, Joel Embiid was named that by the city council this week in Philly. But I don't think you're the least. I think there are a few people behind you. I think. I thought I thought you were going to to throw in there a James Harden joke out of oh. nowhere. I thought you were going to throw that somewhere in there. But I'm glad you didn't go that route. You know, I'm glad you were just being nice to me. That's good. You, you know, if I if I had if I had an ounce of caffeine. In me, a little more caffeine in me, I probably would have, uh, to be totally honest with you, John. But, the, John, as always, thanks for being with us. Your, your usual Saturday spot here on this show. Let's just start with the game tonight in the NBA, and we'll work our way through what we saw last night and, and beyond in the Western Conference Series. But Game 3, the Eastern Conference Final tonight, Celtics and Heat. John, this number is bigger than any number we saw in the last series with Boston. Boston is either 6.5 or 7-point favorites right now. Totals 207, which is a little bit higher than we saw in the first two games after two very easy overs in those in my in those games in Miami. Just what are your thoughts here uh, with the Celtics returning home a series tied at one and seeing Boston being a bigger favorite than they were at any point in the Milwaukee series? Yeah, that was it was kind of a given with the way that they were kind of handicapping the first two games. Uh, with Boston on the road. So I, I kind of expected that to be that way. And look, Boston gave him a reason to as well. Boston looked fantastic in game number two. So, I, you know, I, I like the Celtics a lot. I like them in this series uh, to go maybe, and I said, you know, in Milwaukee five or six. So uh, that, that didn't go well. But I, I think here against Miami, you know, they are the better team. And Miami strictly, it seems like, just runs through Jimmy Butler. If Jimmy Butler does not play well, if Jimmy Butler's not scoring 40-something points, and Miami's going to have a tough time on offense because they have pretty much all postseason. They struggled at times mightily against the Sixers, even in round number two. And Boston's going to give them a bigger, bigger problems with uh, Marcus Smart guarding them and Jason Tatum you know, and the rest of that team. That's just one of the best defenses in the league. So I, I think this is a really bad matchup for Miami to begin with. Boston's just a better team as well. So I, I, I think that number is kind of appropriate. I'm not sure how willing I am to bet it, but I will say that if I'm going any side, it likely will be Boston. So that, that makes it easy there for me, John. I was going to follow up with, with, with is Miami worth a little bit of a, a bite at plus 215 series price? Based off your answer, that, that, that seems like a, a no-go for you there. Yeah, no. I, I would actually be willing more, and I know this is going to sound weird, 
because Dallas is down too low. But I would be willing more to take Dallas, you know, huh. and, and trying to get that line as low as possible as they go back home. Because obviously Dallas back home, I, I think, mm-hmm. is going to look much better against Golden State. So, yeah, I, I think just Miami's running into a, a really tough Boston team, and I'm not sure how they're going to get out of this series. And, you know, they, they weren't able to hold home court for the first two games, and Boston did it in really convincing fashion in game number two. So, you know, I, I don't know if Marcus Smart's going to be close to a triple-double again, but you could definitely see that, you know, Boston is actually a little bit thin, uh, there's not as much depth as you would expect with that kind of team and a really well-run Boston team. But once they get everybody back and once they got Horford back and once they got, of course, Marcus Smart as well, you know, then you could see that Boston, I mean, they, they're just so good. Game number three tonight, Celtics six-and-a-half-point favorites against the Heat. Of course, uh, series price, as I mentioned, this is DraftKings. Celtics are minus 265, Miami plus 215. Right now, John, the other series in the NBA, Golden State is only an $8 favorite, minus 800 right now at DraftKings. Dallas is plus 550, down 2-0. Really, John, last night, Dallas up as much as 19. They managed to lose the game and somehow don't cover, losing by nine. John, I I, I don't nec- I don't agree with what what you said there. I don't think Dallas is coming back in the series. This screams Golden State in five, most likely to me. But if you were to make the case to say, hmm, that plus five fifty, I'm going to take a shot at that. Make your case fully right there for the Mavs. Well, look, it, it's going to be hard to convince you that again Dallas is going to go down too low and come back and win a series. That's extremely hard to do. So I, I understand in the first place, but. They have done it, and they've done it against really good competition in Phoenix. And look, Golden State in, in the second round, they played with their food. You know, They kind of let Memphis get back in it for no reason at all in that series. And if they do that to Dallas, I don't think Dallas is going to just lose in game six and kind of lie down and run out of gas uh, in, in the game six like Memphis did. You know, I think Dallas, there is talent there. And obviously we saw Luka's really good. They figured out how to get him going after really not doing much in game number one. You know, it, again, for them to lose that lead, you know, that's certainly a discouraging sign, but I think it is encouraging that they were able to get that lead, that they were able to make adjustments and actually score a lot. Now, the problem is their defense isn't really the best, and Golden State, you know, when they're shooting like that, that's going to be really tough. Like 126 points to give up, that's a lot of points. But I think what I can at least just kind of hang my hat on and say, you know, at least I have a chance here is because Dallas is going home. And before they end up winning, I think they're going to win game three. But before they end up winning game three, I might as well just buy that series price at the lowest possible point it will be until like they're fully out of it almost if they do go down, let's just say 3-1. But I want to give Dallas a chance at home, and I think they can tie this series up 2-2 after the, after the next two games in Dallas. So you're going to lay the two uh, tomorrow night with Dallas then? I probably will, actually, yeah. I absolutely will. John Jansen with us right now, hosts the line change on Fox Sports, the gambler in Philadelphia. John, I, I know you're you're not the uh, the biggest hockey expert, but I do want to flip over to the ice real quick because right now we have a 1-1 series with the Avs and the Blues, Game 3 tonight in St. Louis. We have a 2-0 series lead in both of the Eastern Conference series where the favored Hurricanes are up two games to none. And the Lightning, the two-time defending cup champs, are up 2-0, winning both road games in Sunrise, Florida, against the President's Trophy-winning Panthers. And then, of course, the Battle of Alberta evened up last night with Edmonton winning that game by two goals and nodding it at 1-5-3 final there. Is there any series, John, 
where you would take a shot right now, would you take a shot with a Panthers on a series price down to love? Would you take a shot even even though it's a a, a, a totally different number than what it was after game one or even before the series. Would you take a shot on a blues team to upset Colorado? Is there anything you're looking to do in the NHL? Yeah, that's tough. I, Cause I, I would like to say Florida, but I just hate their style of play. I, I just think that wide open style of play doesn't really work in Tampa is, uh, is really taking advantage of it. Tampa's a really smart team, obviously experienced team and very talented as well. I think the one that, you know, I would say is over. I think Carolina is just much better than the Rangers. Uh, I think the Hurricanes are, uh, you know, but they probably should have ended that series against the Bruins a lot quicker in the first round. But I think here in the second round, at least the Rangers to me look completely outmatched. So I like the Hurricanes a lot. I don't know if I'd take them in game three tomorrow, but uh, it's certainly a series I think where, you know, you could clearly tell that the Hurricanes are ready for it. You know, last year, I don't know if they were. I think this year that they are. And, I've liked that team a lot. Now, Calgary, uh, I would like to see them kind of bounce back after that loss, and I think that's one I'll be looking at at minus 125 tomorrow. But I don't know if I have really too much of a read on that series. Though. Game number three prices right now, uh, Florida and Tampa, depending on your book, uh, is a pick or Florida's a slight favorite, Carolina's slight favorite at the Garden tomorrow, and Calgary a slight favorite, minus 120 over Edmonton. Blue's a big dog at home tonight, plus 145. A dog, not a big dog on that one. All right, John, we got about 90 seconds left. You uh, you tried earlier this week to convince me of a Philadelphia Phillies in-season bet to win the NL East. <laughs> Go ahead, take it to the national audience here, buddy. Oh, gosh. I, I don't know if I could do it after the, the way they've looked. But uh, <laughs> I, I will say the one, concern, the one concerning thing is that, you know, I, I thought this lineup would be able to look better without Bryce Harper. That's been a big problem for them. It's either Bryce Harper plays well and is productive and the Phillies are winning or he gives them nothing and the Phillies don't win at all. You know, so it's really concerning. But, you know, I think, and we see this a lot with players, you know, I think Kyle Schwarber and Nick Castellanos are going to get more comfortable in that lineup as the season goes along. Unfortunately, sometimes it takes a full year for a player to get comfortable in a new organization. But I still like this lineup a lot. They're a top-five lineup in baseball. The starting pitching staff is great. I imagine they're not going to waste their investments in the lineup and just let the bullpen go bad. I think they're going to help bolster up that bullpen. But once that lineup truly comes together, and of course Bryce Harper gets back on the field, which he should be soon, uh, but I, I think the Phillies are going to end up uh, I, I think they're going to end up being close in this NL East race. And I just like the price. You know, they're so far back. I don't see that much of a gap between Atlanta and the Phillies right now. The Phillies starting rotation staff is one of, I think, the top ten in baseball. And I feel pretty comfortable saying that. So you're giving me top ten rotation and the top five lineup. I think eventually you're going to start seeing them winning more games than they are now, at least. Right now, right now the Mets, seven and a half games clear, both the Phillies and the Braves. They're minus 215 favorites in the NL East, the DraftKings. The Phillies are plus 750 right now if you want to take a shot and follow John Jansen potentially there. You can get John Jansen on the tweets at jjansen34. Find him on Fox Sports, the Gambler in Philadelphia, host of the line change. John, as always, thanks, buddy. Thanks, Jeff. We continue rolling on. Point spread Saturday here on VEASAN.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives, like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSEN, the sports betting network. This segment of Point Spread Saturday brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches. Are you tired of the same old, same old when it comes to nicotine? Have you been looking, hoping, and wishing for a more satisfying, discreet, or smoke-free way to experience nicotine satisfaction? Then just look for three Letters, Z-Y-N. Zinn nicotine pouches are a satisfying, smoke-free, spit-free tobacco alternative and are available in 10 varieties, including spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and more. 
And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that is perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zinn. So head on over, zinn.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. It is Point Spread Saturday. Happy to be with you. I'm Jeff Parles. Shout out to the crew today. Dan Miller, Kevin Trask, Liz Foster, Matt Hicks, doing a great job as always. I don't think I forgot everyone. I don't think I forgot anyone. I think we got everybody for today. Don't want to leave anyone out. Crew gets here at 4 in the morning to do a tremendous job, as always, here throughout the week and here on the weekends here on VSIN. I, I, I want to I stay in the NBA first, and then we'll, we'll venture out to the PGA Championship in Tulsa, where you uh, right now are looking at Will Zalatoris at the top of the leaderboard there. And also your betting favorite, Zalatoris, leads Mito Pereira by a shot. That's your final group today. We'll get to that a little bit later. We also have, apparently have the Preakness Stakes. Breaking news. Breaking news there. Rich Strike not running. I'll have thoughts on that. But I want to I want to I want to put a uh, put a put a uh, put a bow on the NBA discussions that we've been having here because last night with the Warriors and Dallas, we I know we talked about it earlier in the show. But in a postseason that has been littered with some blowouts here, this postseason has also been full of just absolutely awesome in-game opportunities. And last night, even though Golden State got there at the end on the on the closing number, you just kept betting Golden State in-game last night. You basically won everything. Unless if you were... I think there may, might have been one eight and a half. You still got home on an eight and a half. Even if you laid a bad number, you still got there. Every single Dallas number lost. But you're, it really does, especially with this league, and there are some people that are obviously awesome NBA handicappers. Our guy JVT does a great job with hardwood handicappers and, of course, the daily email, or the daily article, I should say, that you can get at vcin.com. But there have just been so many good opportunities this postseason to just bet these NBA games in-game. Now, if you took Miami the other night, you were out of luck. Happens. Not going to win them all. You know that. 55%, you're pretty good at this thing. But I I am, I've not made a pre-flop bet in that Western Conference series. I did make a pair of pre-flop bets in the Miami and Boston series. We split those. But this Golden State-Dallas series is solely going to be an in-game scenario for me. I'm not going to bet any of these games pre-flop moving forward. By the way, Golden State is your betting favorite to win the title. That's not much of a shock because when you, uh, <laughs> you're you one game closer to the, t- to the title than the favorite in the Eastern Conference is, of course you're going to be the favorite. Uh, by the way, a little bit of movement overnight. Looks like Miami's the team that got longer overnight. Golden State now minus 115 after their win last night. So they actually took some money very early in the morning on the East Coast, very early, or however you want to look at it, very late in the night. 
minus 115 on Golden State now. Boston plus 170. They shortened by five cents. Miami who got longer by 50 cents. So from six to one to plus 650 now in Miami. Dallas still 18 to one. There are no bets there right now, even though I will say, even though I, I probably will end up with a Miami series ticket after game three, because I do expect Boston to win tonight. You're probably looking at betting the Celtics right now to win the title. Plus 170 is probably the best you're going to get as long as they don't fall behind in this Miami series. They fall behind in this Miami series, you you probably can get a better price. You've got to be able to get a price. But probably not doing better than that. This series, by the way, looks like Boston in six. That's just the way I see it right now. But if you're going to give me a big, a, a pretty significant price on Miami, which it's already plus 215, probably going north of $4 after this, it, it, maybe even north of 5 if Miami loses game three, that's just one of those where it's like, all right, Boston beats me, they beat me. Take a shot on that potentially. NBA Finals MVP, though, these markets are available everywhere. Steph Curry's your betting favorite. No shock there. When you're the best player on the team that's closest to the finals, you're going to be the favorite. Then Jason Tatum, after that, those are the only two guys who are shorter than plus two 270 at this point. Actually, make it even shorter than that. I misread. Plus 220 right now live at DraftKings. So Tatum took Tatum and Curry both took some more money overnight as well. If you look through the rest of these numbers, the Celtics players are the only other ones that present any sort of value to me. Clay Thompson has looked dreadful this postseason, especially recently. 14 to 1 is not long enough on Clay. Draymond in 18-1 is not long enough. Jordan Poole, yeah, I could tell, you could talk me into that, but that would be an Iguodala situation. The other Warriors on this board, Wiggins isn't winning it at 60-1. to one. Not happening. Hey, where's, uh, <laughs> where's Kevon Looney? No Looney mania here? Nah, not on the board right now. But the Celtics... The non-Tatum players are the guys who present value in this market. Tatum's a plus 220. Jalen Brown actually got longer overnight. was 10-to-1 yesterday, now 12-to-1. Marcus Smart got longer as well, 20-to-1 on Smart. Kind of like that. That would, kinda, that would be the look I would do. Marcus Smart at 20-to-1, just taking a big price there. Uh, and again, I, I if the Celtics win the title, it's more than likely going to be Tatum. So if you just want to say, oh, I think the Celtics are going to win it all, I'll take 50 cents better on Tatum than the, the current to win the title price at DraftKings. The Miami guys are the, the ones that if you think Miami's going to come back and win this series against Boston, Tyler Hero's 100-1. to Bam's 41. Bam has been pretty well shut down in this series so far. Butler's 15 to 2. I like a little bit more than plus 750 on Jimmy Butler. It's an interesting market. It's a very interesting market to, to wrap your head around, especially before you get to an NBA Finals, because you know, look, you know, assuming Golden State is there, Steph Curry's not going to be plus 140 when the NBA Finals roll around. Just not. He'll be plus 110. 
probably maybe even even money potentially, all dependent on what the price is on Golden State in the series against Boston. Wonder what that price would be. I would expect Golden State to be the slightest of favorites. I know uh, we had a, on a numbers game yesterday had uh, Carl Sack, who's uh, one of the best NBA handicappers on planet Earth, actually moves numbers. Boston is my favorite. I wouldn't have any problem with that. That would be one of those series where I'd probably take the underdog before the series. Boston-Golden State NBA Finals would be a very intriguing series. Really, in all honesty, any series without Dallas would be intriguing at this point. Sorry, Mavs fans. Mavs backers. I don't see how they hold up against either of the Eastern Conference teams. Miami-Golden State would probably present a... You're looking for a seven-game series. I think Miami-Golden State would be your best option. Boston-Golden State six. Five even if Boston is hot. Even though remember Golden State would have home Golden State now is home court in the NBA Finals, regardless of who's there with them. Will be fascinating to see as we roll through here. Game three tonight in Boston again. Celtics six and a half point favorites. Total 207. Miami on the take back plus 220 on the money line. And the Mavs, of course, a small favorite in game three tomorrow night in Dallas. A two-point favorite right now against Golden State. And the, the situation built into the number on Dallas tomorrow. With the Warriors up two games to none. Boston and Miami, one game apiece in the Eastern Conference Final. We're heading to the links next. The PGA Championship is into the weekend. Will Zalatoris, your leader at Southern Hills, will give you the latest numbers and more. Point Spread Saturday rolling along. This is VSIN, the sports betting network. Whether you're a novice or a seasoned veteran in the sports book, VSIN is here to help you improve your sports betting skills. VSIN has assembled the leading team of insiders and handicappers to analyze and handicappers to analyze and handicappers to analyze and handicappers. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.